podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Okay, guys, been another complicated week in the life of lockdown. Things are starting to get back to normal a little bit. But uh, how are you doing, Tom? How are things with you? Not too bad, yeah. Started having barbecues again and met up with a couple of friends, socially distancing, of course. Um, but I just I just want a pub to be open, to be honest. I want to sit in a beer garden yeah. and enjoy a nice, a, a nice cold pint. There's been some positivity in the sporting world, hasn't it? Because uh, I know me and my friends have been watching it. The German Football League, they've been playing now. I think there's been talk of the Premier League trying to get teams back into practice now. Um, yeah, they finally started. Yeah, which is great news for us because that's all we want, isn't it? All sports fans who want some sport yeah. to watch. I just want some live sport, yeah. Like, I'm missing playing sport. I'm missing watching sport. Yeah. I'm missing talking about sport. Like, yeah. I know you play cricket, don't you? So I know your, your teams are all back in practice now, aren't they? Yeah, we can practice two at, two at a time, but it's not it's not the same. Normally, you need about six people because yeah. you just get knackered when there's two of you. I can't imagine one person just bowling at the other person for two hours. That would be knackered. Yeah, it's a bit um, much. So it is. It has been a bit, bit of a busy time for us, hasn't it? We've now we've now rebranded ourselves as the Quick Snap. Um, it did take about 30, 40 name ideas before we decided which one, didn't it? Uh, yeah, mostly coming from you and everyone else. Yeah. Not sure uh, how much I contributed. I didn't realize how complicated it would be to pick a new name, but it has been good to be fair. Yeah. Um, with the new name, though, guys, we have got a fair few things coming in in the next few weeks, so keep your eyes peeled. It is a quite an exciting time for us. Uh, we did have actually um, some events planned before, uh, before obviously before lockdown happened, so hopefully if things are back to normality, we can arrange those during the season. Yeah. Um, so we are in the process as well of bringing in guests, aren't we? And, we? and we have had a few guests on so far, and it has been pretty successful. So that yeah. is what we are aiming to do as well. Obviously, the more opinions you can get involved with us the better because obviously this is what we love the nfl for isn't it we love a debate we love especially opinions. a love a debate yeah, yeah like some well like some differing personalities and, and, and opinions exactly i mean if we all if we all agreed it'd be boring <laughs> yeah we've got our writers now and and we definitely do not all agree on things which is great because that's what you want isn't it you want someone to challenge yeah. you and tell you why you're wrong even though you're not yeah. uh, <laughs> so Starting with that, and obviously we're going into the news just today, just a quick news uh, podcast. But the most important one that I've seen so far, I know there's obviously big headlines, but that I know the New York governor and also New York, and in, in, in so the New Jersey one too, they've both both announced that uh, sport, professional sporting teams can go back to practice. And they say training camps as long as they are adhering to the health guidelines. Now that yeah. that's, that's a huge positive step, I think. Because mm-hmm. I mean. I think obviously football, the the play a lot of players wear gloves, so if you are passing the ball, catching, yeah. it's fine. They can run through drills and not be in any way um, committing any sort of like yeah. against the guidelines. But I think what people need to understand as well, this is not like me and you going down to the field and playing football. This is these teams have got all the resources at hand. They've got all the testing in place. So I know I know yeah. we've been watching it with the football, like the English football and the Premier League. They've conducted so many tests to see yeah. many players with, have got it. 
Yeah, they'll be able to get it done privately. And then obviously in the off season, you can't really do um, do any tackling. But there's a re- there's a real limit on how much you can do that in terms of contact with the other players. So yeah. for, by and large, they'll be staying away from each other anyway. Even if they did start doing formal practices. But I think now they're just wanting to get some people in for some classroom stuff, a bit of rehab for all the players who who have been injured and that sort of thing. So I think it's it's more kind of those that we'll see. Um, I think it's more positive that obviously teams now know that when it comes to when training camp begins, that they have the all clear to start. They don't. It's not kind of like hanging over them. Will they? Won't they be able to go back to training camp? Yeah. They now know for certain that they will be able to do it. I mean, I'm. I've, I was at first when we got into lockdown, I was like 100%, don't come near me. I do not want this virus. Uh, but, you know, life has to go back to some sort of normality at some point. And yeah. whether whether we have to be cautious for the next two years, if we have to, you know what I mean? Some sort yeah. of normality has to come back into it. So it is a good sign that, that, the, that the, the governing bodies are seeing it's safe enough for these teams to go back and practice at least. To, to, yeah, September for a, for a for a league to happen. Yeah, I mean, it already makes me feel closer to actual actual game starting, even though we're still what, like four months away. Yeah. Um, I think the thing which I still struggle to see is seeing fans in the stadium. I'm not sure that we'll have have um, have any fans at the games. Um, but yeah, at least the games themselves look like they will be happening. Yeah, I agree. Well, one of our friends was looking at uh, booking a trip round. Um, America again they went last year they had an unbelievable time down yeah. in Texas and New Orleans uh, and they've asked they said they want to do it again but there's it's, it's such a risk trying to book flights accommodation tickets to a game yeah. that might not even be able to allow them to so yeah it's a bit risky plus I'm pretty sure Amy wouldn't be happy with that no she wouldn't I mean when you have a wife and kids it's a different story isn't it um, yeah. <laughs> only me, uh, um, I'm sensible <laughs> yeah, staying away from all that. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, the next piece of news, which is obviously the standard Antonio Brown news. And he's in the news again because Russell Wilson has said that he'd like to sign him with the, the Seahawks. That is if, first of all, he is reinstated into the league, obviously. Yeah. And then what, what do you even demand? You know what I mean? It's not like... He's, he's not getting paid him. any money. You know I think? No, he'd be getting paid the absolute minimum. Like, I think he's an absolute lunatic who's shown that with the Raiders with all he did. And then as the news came out, even during last season, once he was with no team, stranger and stranger stuff was coming into the news. Like to me, he's just going to bring a circus into in, into town with him. Yeah. And I, I don't see why you'd want to touch him with like with a 100-foot pole, let alone like a 10-foot pole. Like, just stay away from him. Even if Russell Wilson does want him, I just cannot see Pete Carroll wanting to sign him because the no. Seahawks are very, uh, very much a team where they, they build a lot around um, just not just the smaller players, but Russell Wilson makes those players work. Yeah. And Antonio Brown doesn't like a player that he wants to come in and start grinding away. Do you know what I mean? He's got yeah. that ego. He carries it with him everywhere he goes, and he just thinks that whatever he does should be the number one in everyone's mind. So yeah, I, 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 mean, I do agree. I can't see him. I can't see him getting much money. But I thought you might. I thought he might be lucky enough to get some some money. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if a team did take a chance on him because when you've got that level of talent, teams are willing to take a chance. And the Seahawks are a team who in the past have taken chances, whether it's been on their draft picks. You've had um, certain histories from when they were in college or even with Gordon when they signed Josh Gordon for for, um, for a period. Yeah. Like they are a, a franchise more known to take some risks on players. But I think with this guy, he's just 
he's too far gone. He, yeah. he needs he needs some real therapy. Like we all need therapy, but people don't admit that they need therapy. But this guy really needs therapy. I I agree. It's one of those ones where you see it happening, you're just thinking, what an absolute waste. When we uh, yeah. when we saw it unfold last year, I genuinely couldn't believe that that was, that was quite well quite possibly the end of Antonio Brown's career. Yeah. And a lot of it he brought on upon himself. Like when he posted that um, video um, online of like the, when he had the phone call with Gruden about what was going on. Yeah. Um, with all the things that the Raiders, like that essentially means as well that he was recording Gruden without Gruden realizing, which is illegal. So yeah. Yeah. He, he just doesn't, he doesn't yeah, know anything. He's an idiot. It goes back to our point we made the other day on the, on the last podcast when we say these people need advisors with them, the people, the people that, that next to them saying, <laughs> You've got a multi-million dollar career with you. Like, stop yeah. messing it up. Yeah. Um, he's, he's thrown a lot of money away. He's earned a lot of money, but he's thrown even more away. He has. Well, that moves us, obviously, for keeping us with the Seahawks. They obviously, they were looking to add a veteran running back to the ranks, obviously, with the injuries they had last year. Um, yeah. to Chris Carson and then Rashad Penny. So, obviously, the, the news was saying that they were going to go for Devonta Freeman. Um, that was the news going around, and at the time I was thinking, "Oh, doesn't doesn't really scream." Can we have a reliable back to cover our injuries by bringing in another player that was injured for like, much the whole season? Yeah. Um, and but now they're putting Carlos Hyde. I think it's a much better, a much better appointment. Um, Definitely. He was great. Uh, at Texans, I thought so. Yeah, well, last year he had his first thousand-yard season since he'd come into the league yeah. as a second-round pick. Um, he was eleventh in carries with two hundred and forty-five, twelfth in rushing yards with just over a thousand, and then he didn't score that many touchdowns. He was tied for seventeenth with sixth, and obviously scoring the touchdowns is, is um, just as important. But Duke Johnson ended up getting more of them, and then he's not really used in the passing game that much. So he is kind of like a one-dimensional back, but. The Seahawks love to run the ball anyway. Like since yeah. they've had Pete Carroll, they've always been in, like pretty much within the top ten every single year in attempts and rushing yards normally. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not a surprise, given those injuries, that they are looking to add someone else in. And if you get all three of them in the backfield, sharing the loadout between them, none of them should get injured if they're sharing the loadout properly. But they've also got three really good players there. Yeah, completely agree. I think I think the Vance Freeman would have been a, a massive mistake. First of all, he was asking for much yeah. more money. Um, than, than he's even worth um, because you can't put this is what I don't think these players realise yeah you are you are superstars in the world of sport but like you're not top of your class Devonta Freeman is not someone that everyone's going oh wait, wait until you get to free agency I can't wait to pick, up, pick him up yeah. so when you're sitting there think, demanding money you've got to look at what you've like you know, prime example Todd Gurley unbelievable what he's done so he's realised that his his uh, stock is uh, an all-time low after coming off a massive contract. He's taken that smaller contract now with the Falcons. But this is a prove-it year. He can yeah. spend one year to prove himself. And if he can, it's not proving his ability because his ability is well-known. He's unbelievable. It's proving his body can withstand the full season of being that number one back. And if it can, after one year, next year's a free agent again, and then he can demand those wages. Yeah. And I did I mean, even last year, I'm pretty sure amongst running backs... Todd Gurley was within like the top top ten, top fifteen of snaps, like snap count for all of running backs last year. So, I think the last, I think it was more just because he wasn't being used as much as he was mm-hmm. in the couple of years before. But the couple of years before, he was the entirety of the Rams' offense. Yeah. So he, he went from that to being someone that's kind of just like 
still just a regular playmaker for them, but he was still making plays. He was still scoring touchdowns. Yes, he didn't look like the same person because he isn't quite the same person, but he was still getting a lot of use out of him and a lot of scoring. That's the kind of player you want on your team, isn't it? Somebody who's willing to prove it, prove it like he can do it, take that lower yeah. wage for one year and bank on himself. Whereas someone like Devonta Freeman who's saying, I've been injured for a full year and I want you to pay me as if it's my last contract. He's saying, yeah. he's saying pay me in case I get injured again. You yeah, I mean, I think, I think the weird thing with Freeman is did, did he not learn from what Melvin Gordon did last year? Exactly. So the Freeman is saying that he's happy to sit out. There was a, the odd rumour that he would even potentially retire, which he's since squashed those rumours. But if he's willing to sit out um, and not get paid, if, say if he comes into a team and then performed the way that Melvin Gordon did when he came back in, like it's, it's going to get even worse for him. Like for the last couple of years, Freeman has been like an average to below average starting running back. Yeah. Um, why? Why is he? Why? Is, why should he get paid any more than kind of like just a little bit more than the veteran minimum? Because you've got so many rookies which come out each year, which all show a lot more promise. And if you're a GM or a coach and you're looking at two options, you've got Devonta Freeman, who's going to be a disgruntled veteran, not getting paid as much as he wants, or you've got, say, even a late round or undrafted rookie who's going to work his ass off to make the team, to do whatever he can. He's going to play on special teams because he's not going to be the starter. Um, he's going to be using every single which, um, every single possible way. He, like, yeah. Who are you going to take? It's obviously going to be the rookie who you're going to get more out of yeah. rather than just the disgruntled, grumpy veteran. Like, It's yeah. not worth it for the, for the team as a whole. Yeah, right. Um, with, what I don't understand is that Devonta Freeman is clearly a good back. You know, he can he can perform. What what he's done is he's left it so late to decide that if you wouldn't want me, I will sit out. But now there's there is teams with absolute stacked backfields. You've got the yeah. Packers who've got three running backs who could all start. You've got the Ravens who Yeah, Broncos three, Ravens Seahawks have got three now. Seahawks. The Chargers have even got three that you could you could put in there. You know, mm-hmm. these teams aren't like like the Colts as well, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. 49ers, they've got everyone. Yeah, no one's sitting there going, I'm in need of a running back now. So yeah. it's not a time to start playing hardball. You need to take what you can get, take a one-year contract, and then come back again next year. And that's what it's going to end up with. So Carlos Hyde got a one-year contract with a max of $4 million with his incentives. Yeah. Like, if I, I can't see Devonta Freeman getting more than like a, a $3 million contract max. No, I can't. Including all, all, all of his incentives. And you know he should take like like you touched on with Gurley, he should take this as a as a prove it year, yeah. prove to everyone how much he is truly worth. Because 2018 he was injured, so you can't really count that year. 2019, he was in 14 games. It was less than 700 yards, so it was which was 46.9 yards per game. Yeah. Starting running back, but like the, the, those aren't the stats of a starting running back. The, it's, what, I, what my point is with it as well is that wherever he goes now, he's back up. There is no yeah. team in the league that he's going and walking as a starter. So if he's willing to sit out and lose all that money and get nothing at all, why not take that $3 million, be a backup. Whenever you get your chance to go in, smash it, prove it. Then hopefully yeah. the year after you get a big contract. It, sitting out for a year isn't going to help you get a big contract. No one's going to go next yeah. year. Oh yeah, that player you sat out all year, he was amazing. Well, they should we try and go him again? No one's going to... I mean, I think the running back market in general, the, the, there's going to be the odd exception like McCaffrey who gets paid a ton of money. But yeah. apart from the, the odd exception like him and 
I'm sure Barkley will get paid that same way. Yeah, yeah, Apart yeah. from guys like that, people aren't going to get these massive deals anymore. Um, I just think, I don't think it's going to happen. There's too many guys that come through from college um, who are really, really good and they're kind of ready to go straight away because as the NFL adopts some more college um, system, it's only going to help those running backs. Yeah, they're coming straight away, ready to go. Hmm. Okay, so obviously we agree on that one. Um, so the next, obviously the piece of news, which if I'm honest, I'm a little bit mixed on my opinion of it. So it's the fourth and 15 rule. They're trying to eradicate the onside kicks and bring in yeah. a fourth and 15 on your own 25 um, situation. Be like a, a non-timed uh, play, but the rest of the rules apply. All the rest of like the uh, fouls can apply. Um, and if you if you make the four fifty and you regain possession, if not, then you lose possession. Which is which I think is it's good because you're going to see more actual football rather than just manic kicks. But at the same yeah. time, aren't those manic kicks sometimes quite funny when they come off? They I mean, are, but they don't really come off anymore. So yeah, like when when the AF launched, this was one of the rules that they brought in that you could instead of doing the onside kick, you could do the fourth and fifteen if you were. In like within the final five minutes and 17 points behind or something like that. Whereas if the NFL brings this in, it would be at any point in the game, you can do it. Um, twice, can't you? Only twice. But only twice during the game. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, but anyway, if when you look at onside kicks last year, because since the rule change where you can't have the running head start on yeah. kickoffs, um, in 20, 2019 last year, um, only 12.7% um, of onside kicks were recovered so that was a total of 8 out of 63 so that's Come really on. small numbers yeah. um, it's almost like not worth it like like you said it's massively exciting when it does work but yeah. there's the chances of it just uh, it's it's too small I do think it helps where, in, in the situations where you know like when small well, not small teams but when teams that aren't, aren't quite as good as their opponents are on the, on the way back kind of come back and then yeah. they go, oh, I've got to score a touchdown here and then get an onside kick and then score a game. Whereas if they know that they could just get a touchdown and then a fourth and 15 and then score a game, it's much more of an exciting prospect of this could actually be a comeback here. It is. And I think with coaches, are they going to trust the chances of, of an onside kick working or are they going to trust their quarterback to convert a fourth and 15? No. So Let's with fourth and 15s last year, only seven were attempted and two were successful. So that, that, whilst that's only two, that's 28.6%, which is obviously more than double the 12.7% of su- successful onside kicks. Yeah. So if you say if you're Kansas City, you're Andy Reid, and you're trying to have a comeback in the game, say you've been down two touchdowns and you've started your comeback. If, you, if you're going to trust... Patrick Mahomes probably because at that point he'll be on a roll on on, on the comeback. You're going to trust him to convert a fourth and fifteen, as opposed to recovering an onside kick. So, and Andy Reid tends to go for some risky plays as well. So, it's something that I can absolutely see happening as long as you trust your quarterback. So we're basically saying that the Bears will never do this. The Bears will never do this now. So any anyone with the quarterback that's like, I mean, anyone worse than say like Ryan Tannehill, you'll you'll probably try it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so the probably the biggest piece of news out there that's causing the most controversy is uh, Dak Prescott and his contract. Um, whether or not he's worth it, you know, me and you have had discussions about this. Uh, our writers have had many discussions about whether he's worth it or not. I see yeah. he's one of the only advocates of, of poor old Dak. Um, 
it's whether obviously there's rumours about whether he, what he rejected, what he was offered, um, and and why he rejected it. So let's just start with. So there was a rumour that he was demanding north of forty five million dollars in his fifth year. So it would yeah. make like a, a like a hundred and seventy five million dollar contract or something. Is that is that right? I'm, I'm getting that from. Yeah. It basically yeah. just means that when it came to that final year, if you're worth so much against the cap, that it would yeah. be impossible to trade him or to cut him. Yeah. So what we've got to remember, remember here is that the quarterback market is always changing. It always goes up. So it's, it's, hot. it's like if you, say, if you got paid three years ago and I'm getting paid this year, if yeah. you're 10 times better than me, we, we can't yeah, compare yeah. that because you're always going to get, I'm always going to get paid more than you because I'm yeah, it's always a timing thing. It's like Aaron Rodgers isn't getting getting paid like that. I don't I'm not even sure if he's quite in the top five, whereas so he probably should be. Dak isn't saying to his to his team, the Cowboys, I'm the best quarterback there is. Pay me the, the top wage. He's saying I mean, he essentially is though. No, he's not though, he's not he's he saying, is because he's asking for the most money. Yeah, at the moment, but Patrick Mahomes have his contract soon and he'll get the most money. Yeah, but Dak's not. I know, I know that. But that <laughs> To me, you still have to be worth the level of money that you're asking for. It's like the Goff deal was not a good deal. Goff wasn't worth the money that he but, was given. Yeah, and I agree. The Rams, the Rams have come to probably they're probably pretty disappointed that they've made that decision in the end. Like yeah, they've ended up restructuring the contract. Yeah. But to me, like to me, no player is worth the amount of money that Dak is asking. Like no player, yeah, I wouldn't no. even pay like Aaron Rodgers this. Like the quarterback is the most important position. Everyone knows that. You can't even dispute that. But it's still such a team game. You still need to have everything around you working well. So he's basically saying that the new TV deal isn't in four years anyway. There's one most years anyway. And he's basically saying, when that TV deal comes in after my four years, I want to be able to renegotiate my contract and then start again. So he's basically wanting a four-year contract and the Cowboys are wanting to get signed up to a fifth-year they're wanting that fifth year to stay the same amount of money as the rest of the contract, keep them plateaued, keep them at the same amount of money. So when he gets to five years, he's still at the same valuation as he is now. But yeah. he's basically saying, after four years, I want to be able to renegotiate for the higher money, which, by the way, is a risk for both of them. It's not just a risk for the, te- for the team. He, c- he could absolutely bust the next three years. And then after, after that fourth year, he's in an absolutely terrible position. So he's saying, you know, I don't want that guaranteed money for the fifth year. I want to be able to renegotiate. So, yeah, it is a risk for both of them. I I just, you're never going to have a player who is as valuable to the team as Dak is asking for less money unless you are Tom Brady. Now, if Tom Brady hadn't existed in the last 20 years, nobody would even be questioning what he's doing. But because there is situations like Tom Brady where he's said for years, "I I will be paid. Middle of the middle of the pack, and you can build a team around me. Dak knows he hasn't got that ability inside him to say that he isn't. He isn't the kind of quarterback that could. But why not? Why not? Everyone has the ability to ask that question. No, I mean like no. He's, he has the ability. Ability is like his actual talent wise. He, he hasn't got the talent to back himself up to say, "I'm I am that good that if you put enough around me, I will succeed on less money." He knows that this is his chance as an NFL quarterback. They paid the money that, he's, that he feels he's deserved. And then after four years, we'll see again. You don't agree, do you? No, because he's just not worth that much money. Like, <laughs> no one's worth that much money. Like, when you're 
the the podcast yeah. that Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks do, like Move the Sticks, they they talk quite often about quarterbacks being labelled as a truck or a trailer. So if your quarterback is a truck, yeah, he can pull yeah. the entire team along with him. And yeah. obviously, if the quarterback's a trailer, then they, they need to be carried by the team. Don't you dare say Dak Prescott a trailer. Dak is a trailer. <laughs> no, he's not. Tell me why Dak is not a trailer. Okay, Dak Prescott's neither. Without, without, he is the kind of quarterback who is talented, but he is not the whole team. And I agree. I'm not saying he should be like a Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he should be paid what he is worth to that team. Now, the only reason why I think he's valuable to that team is because, okay, you've seen how NFL franchises so far have got a window to win. Now, the window to win usually consists of there being several successful rookie players on the team at the same time. So you cap yeah. is low there, and you have three or four high-paid players who take up most of the cap. That's right, isn't it? So they've got yeah. Byron Jones, who wants a load of money. The offensive line is absolutely smashing it. They've got Dak, who wants money. Zeke. I wouldn't have paid Cooper, so I think that's a mistake. I think that's what's caused this whole issue. That is a mistake, yeah. Yeah, so Cooper's getting money now, but you've got to have these rookies now, in, and, and everyone's there for the next four years. That This is their win that's win now. So if they say to Dak, okay, we're not paying you, go and hit free agency, we don't care, and they risk it and then try and take Andy Dalton or let's say a rookie quarterback from the next draft, and it doesn't work, they will forever be known as a team that wasted the chance with Ezekiel Elliott, that offensive line, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, all there at the same time, and wasted that chance. Now, but equally, they can also be the team that paid Dak forty odd million dollars and absolutely wasted their chance because they couldn't have anyone else around them. They're putting so much money into their O line, into Zeke, who got a ridiculous contract. Like running backs, like the odd running back should get paid, and Zeke is very, very good. He's like top three, but he still got a ridiculous contract, mostly because yeah. of the length of it. But then you've also got. Lawrence on the Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive line getting paid. Like you said, Cooper is a mistake. Like it say is. if obviously if they knew if they knew that they could get C D Lamb, they, they could have seen that they were like gonna land him in the draft. There's no way they're paying Cooper. Yeah. So it has kind of been brought up on this and part of this is their own fault because they have waited too long to play him. I'm sorry, to, to pay him and to give him a new deal. But at the same time, Dak, just by being the quarterback of the Cowboys, has has is one of the most marketable players in the entire league. So he doesn't have to earn the top money. He can be the second paid, second highest paid quarterback, which is the contract that he's been offered, and still earn a shit ton of money because he's going to get all those marketing and advertising deals. Yeah. Like you see, you see him on those Campbell Soup adverts. He's on a bunch of others in and around Dallas as well. Like he's the face of America's team, and I don't like the phrase America's team because I don't like the Cowboys. But still, like he can still get all the money that he wants, and which is too much money. I mean, no one needs that much okay, money. You're right. No, that's not the debate. The debate, you know, professional footballers or professional sports stars around the world get paid too much money. It's one of those things that happens everywhere. But with, I'm, I'm in no way saying he should be the highest paid player in the league. That is not what I'm saying. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Dak. I think, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he is even top five in talent. Yeah. However, they, they're going to... They, Dak, okay, let's ask a different question. Do you think Dak will get paid this money? He's not going to quite... Get, he'll probably end up getting paid what he wants because that's normally the way it works. Okay, so, and I think he will too because Dak has the upper hand here. Dak has 
the situation where he knows that in a few weeks' time or in a month's time, Patrick Mahomes might get paid. And then when he gets paid, then Dak's got even more leverage. No. He does, mate, because that's what he's saying. He wants to be that top paid. Make him top paid now. Yeah, but if Mahomes got paid now and then Dak got and then Dak still hasn't been paid, Dak isn't getting paid more than Mahomes. Because Mahomes is going to get a ridiculous contract. And Mahomes will be worth that ridiculous contract because he's a far superior player. Okay, so let's say, so the argument is, isn't it, that well, who would you take over Dak? And I agree that if you had the pick of all NFL quarterbacks, you could definitely find a quarterback who was maybe the same as Dak or a bit worse, who could still do the same kind of job as Dak for a lot less money. I agree. However, out of the quarterbacks that are available right now, who would you risk dropping Dak for now and taking? One the ones that are still available in free agency. Yeah. Or like available, like you could go and actually obtain from a team like a backup. There's no one, but I mean, Andy Dolphin's a pretty good backup. Andy Dolphin's probably the best backup in the league would at the moment. So, would you? Is he? He's better than James Winston. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's not my I'm boy. Not argue that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. Um, Ah, oh, well, okay. Yeah, Alex Smith, you can move back. Um, okay, so, so would you risk dropping Dak and taking Andy Dalton through through this season? I'd be more comfortable with Dalton than probably a lot of other people because yeah, Andy Dalton yeah. is a trailer and the Cowboys have got good things on the offense. So yeah. Andy Dalton could get carried by the rest of the team. And do you think, do yes, you think they probably be- wouldn't hit the highs that they could with Dak. They could still have a good team. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? If you, if, if you think you can achieve more with Dak, why wouldn't you pay him? Because it's still too much money. Like, not, yeah, that isn't the question. The question is, can you get someone better than but Dak? that's part of the question. Well, you can't answer the question without considering it. Because, because he isn't... He's saying... He's, he's judging his value by the situation. Now, the situation yeah. is, you can't get anyone better than him right now, so he can charge you what you want. He can he can name his price because he knows the Cowboys are either going to say, no, we'll risk it with Andy Dalton and get nowhere near what they could get with Dak, or, yeah, okay, brilliant, we'll 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 put all our money in and at least at yeah. least if anyone criticizes, like giving it a go. He's going to end up getting paid, but the problem is it's just going to ruin the franchise for like say say it's all okay for the next two years, but then after that, like that they're going to be fucked. Like they'll be in a terrible cap situation with everyone that they'll have. And so, if they sign him to the money that he wants and they win the Super Bowl in two years, then it's worth it. Yeah. But I can't see, I can't, I still can't see Dak winning a Super Bowl. I, I can't see it. Like, when you look at the teams he played last year, what a winning record. He was two and seven against those teams. And in those games, the whole team didn't play well. So, it wasn't just him that wasn't playing well. But they still had a really bad record against winning teams. Like, they even lost against the Jets last year, and the Jets were shocking last year. Yeah, that was a shock result. It was a shock result, and like Darnold played really well that game. It was kind of an, an outlier for him, but as a whole, in the big moments, they've underperformed. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, I, I, uh... As is Dak. And like, he's obviously got the talent. He threw for like nearly 5,000 yards. I think he was the next guy behind Jameis last year in terms of um, yardage. And he's got even better weapons around him now with CD Lamb coming in. Yeah. But I think because he's got so much around him, you don't need a top tier quarterback. Like you don't you don't need a top five, top six, top seven quarterback in that offense with the options and the other weapons that are around. 
Like, yes, Andy Dalton wouldn't be as good as Dak, but I think, especially with now a seventh team, it, um, getting into the playoffs, I think with Dalton, you could get the playoffs. That's not what they want, though, is it? They want, want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I know. But Andy Dalton is I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl with Dak either, so, uh, you know. Fair enough. To me, it's the difference between being being knocked out in the divisional round with Dak and being knocked out with a wild card round with Dalton. To me, that's the only difference that those guys are going to give you. A big statement, that's on. You know, big statement. You I'll stand by it. You can listen to me back. That's fine. Like, hey, if Dak proves me wrong, then that's fantastic. That means he's been paid and he's won a Super Bowl. So that is great for Dak. Yeah. All right, then we'll uh, we'll call it there. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Obviously, we've got some new social media for you to follow for us if you can. So if you want to follow us at the the quick snap underscore UK um, on our Instagram, we've got our new logo up there. We've got everything else on there too. Now, same content, same people, just obviously a new name, a new uh, Instagram handle. And on Twitter, we've got uh, the quick snap UK. Obviously, the same thing there again. We are the same people doing it. Same content, but we've just changed our name. And our website is www.thequicksnap.co.uk. Thanks for listening with us, guys. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, speak to you guys soon. Cheers. Podcast Network.